Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. All right, everybody. Welcome back to American Made and Paid episode number 45. I got Professor Dreg with me here today. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening. And for those of you who have left nice reviews, I really appreciate it. If you haven't done so already and you really enjoy the show, head on over to iTunes, look us up and leave us a five-star rating. Write a review too if you're feeling inclined and you feel convicted that this is a show that's worth listening to. But uh, I'm glad to see that you guys are getting some stuff out of this show. I know we have a tendency to ramble and go in and out of a lot of different topics. But uh, one of the big things that's been happening this week is extreme censorship and you could say policing to some degree but extreme censorship online uh, especially with what happened with the vox reporter carlos maza uh, and a lot of conservative uh, channels being demonetized myself included but it's been like that for the past several months i feel like it's something that's going to continue to happen um you know especially throughout the onset of the U.S. elections, and I don't think it's anything that's really going to stop. With me, I haven't really checked out of it 100%. I know people have expressed uh, their unsurprising opinions about free speech and censorship, but with my take on it, you know, I just think if you make all your money online, you got to find other ways to make money, money where other people can't control the flow of your money, you know? So unfortunately, we, we work off of a platform that it may not be right, but people can get kicked off for, you know, hate speech, which doesn't really exist. You know, anything could be interpreted that way. But, you know, again, the whole mass demonetization is not something that's too surprising. You know, it's just unfortunate that this is the case. But let's talk a little bit about policing. You know, one thing that you mentioned briefly before the show, Professor Drag, was this cop that got 12 years or something for... Yeah, 12 and a half years for uh, killing... What's his name for the listeners? Mohammed Noor. Mohammed N O O R. I'm assuming you pronounce it Noor. Noor. And uh, you know, was he a Muslim? Eh, I don't know. He just has a Muslim name, I guess. But anyway, but that's that's irrelevant. But yeah, yeah he's so, so so. Long story short, this cop who was 33 years old mm-hmm. and most likely making top salary. Because it takes about five years for a cop uh, to get top salary. Yeah, making money uh, as a cop. Yes, and it's pretty good. I mean, so he was somewhere in Minneapolis. <laughs> and uh, so it's good money for out there. Uh, and so anyway, so long story short, this lady calls 911 because she hears something in in the back alley where she lives. She goes out there to... Uh, you know, when the police come a minute and 19 seconds after she calls 911, she goes out there to explain to the police what she had thought she had saw. Mohammed freaked out and he shot her three times in the stomach and then she ended up dying. 
So why did he shoot her? I know this was back in 2017. Because it, he thought it was an ambush. He thought he was, she was going to be an ambush. And this was like a classic ambush technique that people engage. And he shot her and she died. And uh, yeah, I know it's insane. No, but see, but that's why I want to talk about things like this. Uh, well, life, life so I'm looking at it right now and it looks like the, I, what happened here was, I mean, she, she's not even from the United States. There's this girl. Well, uh, yeah, she's, she has dual citizenship. Justine Damon. Yeah. From well, Australia. She was marry some dude that lived there. You know, she was living with her fiance. They're going to get married like a month. She got killed a month before the wedding. So when it kind of bites because he is not, because they weren't married, you know, he's going to be limited in what he can receive, you know, as far as his losses. Yeah. But again, like, but that's, that's irrelevant. That's, I don't really want to talk about that, but I really want to go back into who are the police? Why do we need the police? You know what I mean? It's like, what are they? Who are they? And it goes back to, and I'm going to tie this in really quick to an abortion, uh, you know, fact in Guam. Mm -hmm. In Guam, abortions are totally legal. There is no reason a person can't get an abortion in Guam. But because they are 98.3% Christian, all of them, 98% of that population in Guam is totally Christian. And therefore, 98.3. So 1.7% of the population, you know, they, they just don't have any affiliation. They might be Jewish or Buddhist or whatever, atheist. But because 98.3% of the whole population is some type of Christian, mm -hmm. there are zero doctors who will perform an abortion. So that's so, but it's legal there. Yes, totally legal. Okay. And the mayor is on this big old quest to bring in an abortion doctor <laughs> but she even admits that it's going to be hard because every she goes like yeah 75 percent of the population is catholic and they're really anti-abortion da, 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 mm. da, this and that but anyway but when you are of a certain belief and i've noticed this as an atheist i noticed this when a country really is and believe in something like guam yeah there's no need for, you know, there's no anti-abortion laws or no rallies because they just don't do it because everybody believes that, hey, look, it's killing stuff, right? We're not going to do it. Sure. And so this is my thing. Why do we allow ourselves to be policed by a bunch of people who are like Mohammed Noor? Are all cops like Mohammed Noor? And the answer is yes. What did he do? He killed somebody because he was afraid. Mm -hmm. He was fearful. Now, you got to remember that. That was his whole defense. He was trained in ambush technique and, and, you know, that this is how you respond. So basically, this woman, and, and I guess it happens uh, a lot. Not a lot because, well, okay, so this year alone, and let's go with 2018. In 2018, there have been 57 ambush attacks on police throughout mm -hmm. the country. So you got to remember, there's a million police officers, well, 950,000 cops. 
right a lot of cops so if you divide that like you know how you okay so in order to determine if a city is dangerous you have to break it down to how many murders per 100,000 people yeah so yeah, if there's about this. yeah so a, a high murder rate is like 10 mm-hmm. per 100,000 that's a lot right. so and it's the same thing with police officers if 50 cops are being killed at a 950,000 rate so you break that down into you know 100,000 so you divide um 50 into 9 that's mm-hmm. not bad it's only 4 yeah about maybe four and a half to be te- you know to be a sure. little more accurate so for yeah. ev- so four and a half cops die out of every 100,000 that's a pretty low rate for a job that is quote unquote so dangerous. Right. If a job is that dangerous, why are only four and a half people dying out of every 100,000? That's a low number. And it goes back to why are they dying? Because mm-hmm. those four and a half people are the examples of why you don't have cops literally just turning 21 with a high school diploma and high as, high as, high as hell. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say the F word, uh, but you know what I mean? But think about it. What are the minimum requirements to be a police officer? This is legitimate. This is real. This is one of the grossest things you'll ever read. Well, but, uh, I'm still kind of curious before we dive into that. What exactly happened? She called the police and then he just shot her when she, he, like, yeah, when she, she walked thought he was the- being ambushed. And in, in under a minute and 30 seconds, she's dead. Jeez. It, that's how fast. I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, people, oh, the only reason why this is news is because she was a hot white girl and, and Muhammad was a Muslim. So now they're making, they're making it, blowing it up. It's like, no, 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 no. It's pretty consistent. Right. Uh, uh, and it's because there is, it's, he honestly believed he was being ambushed because the thought, the theory is this, when you're being trained in quote unquote ambush, uh, and this happens all out throughout the Middle East. So usually before an ambush, they send out a kid. Right, like in the Middle East, and it's like, oh, this little kid looks lost or something. Yeah. And so when you're when you're helping them, a whole bunch of men will come, come out and, and start, and yeah, start yeah. killing you. It's like the soldiers. Do you think that his so background growing up in, I guess, what is it, Somalia, had something to do with that? With it's just no, like... they, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but they train all officers that way. Right. So, right. so that's what they teach cops. Like, hey, look. You got to be ever prepared because a civilian in the United States is going to ambush you. And the thing is, that thing, like that, never, that, that itch, it, that trigger of like, it never existed five years ago. There were no people ambushing anybody in the United States. That's something they do in the Middle East. That's, I mean, you hate to say things like this, but that's why I say Islam is a, is a cult because only in cult countries. Do they ambush people like that? They send out some innocent little kid or, in this case, a a pretty good, decent-looking MILF. And, and, you know, I mean, come on. They don't do this in this country. It is 
it's just like in Guam. They don't do abortions. Why? Because they just don't believe in that. That's not their philosophy. Right, right. It's a Christian country or Christian territory because it's not a country. Guam is a you know, U.S. territory. But sure. it is a Christ, hardcore Christian society. They just right. don't do abortions. Just like in this country, we don't engage in ambush techniques to kill police officers. Right, right. Mad Max, this isn't the Middle East. We're not Muslim. <laughs> yeah. But because he is Muslim and he's used to it, yeah, you actually have a good point. You know, him being from Somalia might have added to that because he's used to that type of living in being like Somali is now a Muslim oh, type. What about the aspect where she approached his car and he reacted? Like it's yeah, just, that's the point. So yeah. usually you send out somebody like in the like in this scenario in the Middle East, the little kid approaches the soldiers looking for help, asking for help. And that's the point in this one. This girl went out there, yeah, with a little kid in the Middle East looking for help. She was looking for help. He freaked out, pulls out his gun to protect his partner. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, there's two cops. There's him and the other cop. He sees her approaching. He automatically thinks this is an ambush, and he starts shooting. And, uh, and again, I mean, it really does reinforce why I believe Islam is a cult. But, uh, but that's what they do. They, they honestly do these things. But in this country, see, but I don't even want to think like what you brought up because he shouldn't be thinking that way. This is America. See, yeah, I, and and the thing is, how come we haven't heard of this in big proportions? Is it because it's politically incorrect? Because it did even say in the investigation that he was an affirmative action hire, and <laughs> it's true. And you're in Mina Minneapolis, which is a fairly progressive city, and well, not just that, but they have a lot of Muslims there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who, who do you think is the congresswoman from? Ilhan Omar, also yeah. Somali American. That the population there is heavy Somali Muslim influence. Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I hate to say this, like like a broken record, but I'm telling you, it's a cult. Who? I mean, where in America do they ambush people? The only, only in the Middle East. You no, know, but in America, nowhere. The only reason why this is prevalent now in the United States is because is, of the up. Well, in like what we talked Muslims? about yesterday, movies, the media, in the, you know, like a lot of criminals, they're dumb. They lack experiences. They don't have the life experiences to even come up with an idea to ambush somebody. Right. Because if you know anything about the streets, they have low ambition. And so they're not creative people. They're not, despite what everybody believes the people in the ghetto are not creative. They're not going to be, you know, Michelangelo, you know, painting the 16th chapel. That's why gangster rap is so easy because they talk about what they know. Violence, killing. They're not talking about how to be clever and send out some little girl, you know, to go ask for help. And then they, and then they ambush the cops because here's the thing. Here's another flaw of this guy's logic. Uh, and which is why he got 12 and, uh, 12 and a half years is the minimum, by the way. The minimum he got was 12 and a half. And that's by, you know, that's just how the judge goes by the sent uh, sentencing guidelines. Minimum sure. guidelines, 12 and a half years. Anyway, 
So the thing is like this, people in the ghetto are not that creative. They're not thinking about clever ways to take over the police. And even if they were to ambush the police, what would be the result? Why would they do it? For what? Arms? To get guns? Why would you kill a cop to get a gun? And then everybody's on your butt? That, that's counterproductive. So yeah. his logic of if his self-defense, oh, it's ambush. No, 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 no. You know what they were trying to do? They were going to try to use this as a defense. Like, oh, because he's from Somalia, he's Muslim, and he just thought that this is how it is everywhere. But it wouldn't fly because, again, those types of things don't happen in the United States. They just don't. And, you know, and when they say ambush, like 50 some odd cops were killed in an ambush, you know, last year in 2017. We really have to look into what was an ambush. Was it like, you know, a bunch of thugs at a party or a gas station and then they started shooting each other? That's not really an ambush. An ambush is what this guy thought was going to happen like a, a good defense. So, but again, I, I really want to look into what are the hiring requirements to be mm. a police officer? Right. Think about this. What does it take to be a pastor? Which is in theory a benign, I, I really don't know, but I'm assuming you got to have a PhD, right? No. Or at least uh, no, you don't have to go to Bible school, right? Don't have to, no. If you're independent Baptist now, you probably don't have to. Really? Yeah. So I think those Bible people actually know the, know the word of God better than most people. Huh. I thought you had to get a degree. Well, you got to be ordained a minister at a church, I think, at some point before you go out and plant your own or something. I don't know what the system is like, but I want to revisit that point about, like, what does it take to be a police officer? Like, apparently his training was fast-tracked. Not that that means anything, <laughs> but... <laughs> No, okay, so uh, uh, I got it right here, right up. Uh, okay. What does it take to be a police officer in Oakland, California? So in Oakland, California, these are the minimum qualifications. The first thing you got to do is get your diploma from an accredited U.S. high school <laughs> or a GED certificate. Sure, sure. <laughs> Come on. They, come on, that is something very like you just can't gloss over that. Yeah, you're that is the same requirements you need to get a job at McDonald's. To flip a hamburger, the minimum requirement you have to have is a GED or a high school diploma. Not what even actually, probably. No, they want you to have a diploma at, at, okay. at, at McDonald's. <laughs> Got to make sure, you know. <laughs> or even a gas station, they they really want you to have a GED. Uh, but anyway, and then the other one is you have to be at least 21 years old. Okay. So if you graduate high school at 18, they want you to wait a good three years before you apply to be a cop. The other thing you have to have is a driver's license. has to be a, a valid California driver's license to operate an automobile at the time of application. Right. And then the other thing you have to do is you cannot have any felonies or other misdemeanor convictions, which would prevent you from carrying a gun. Like you can't have <laughs> domestic violence. Yeah. You can't have committed any kind of crimes that will put you in jeopardy, put you in a compromising well, situation. You get caught for smoking weed. It's just a misdemeanor, nonviolent. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and that 
well, not a, you know, that won't stop you from getting a gun. So you could have been busted in Oakland. You got to think about this is California, Oakland. If you can, if you have a serious, serious record of all these misdemeanors with marijuana, yeah, and you're over the age of 21 with a high school diploma, and you can drive legally, you are qualified to be a cop. So the other thing is you have to be a citizen or permanent residence. And um, I thought there was something about drugs, like a drug test. I'm sure you got to pass a drug test and a background test and all that. This is all part well, of Yeah, that's the criminal record. That's your background check. Sure, sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure there's a drug test, but it doesn't say it. At least you don't need to take the drug test when you apply. I guess it's only when you have to do the uh, the thirty four week academy, right. <laughs> which is like half a year, or a little over half a year. Can you imagine that? Just a high school so in no, six no, months, no. high school diploma. They train you, they prep you. You go through all all the steps necessary to qualify you for being an officer, and then you're how much armed do you think with you're a making? gun and taser. What? How much do you think they're making? Fifty grand, sixty grand a year. Yeah, when they when they first go through the academy, they're making sixty two hundred dollars a um a year. Sixty two hundred a year or six I mean sixty hundred a month. Sixteen hundred a month? Yeah, six thousand two hundred dollars a month. Sixty two hundred. That is a boatload of money. Just to how, go to the academy. Yeah, but how come how come some more people don't join the police force then if you're making that much money? Well, because you know, think about this when people think of being a cop they honestly believe it's it's this thing that you have to have all these degrees and all this training and and because that's what people believe that people honestly but like and you know i love michael savage but if you hear michael savage talk about cops what does he always say Oh, they're so brave. They're this, they're that. Sure, sure. Uh, and it gives this impression that they're very highly educated people because they're making life and death decisions. But, you know, so a, a lot of people who have low ambition, like in the hood, you know, they don't know that they could become cops. They don't know because they have low ambition. They think, oh, you got to be brave and, and make all these complicated decisions which are really? complicated but guess what it's not that complicated anybody can be a cop anyone and and, and that's you know when they're becoming a, a, a cadet think about this and this is the problem with police officers they go from flipping hamburgers yeah to automatically making seventy-five thousand a year just just for training Sure, sure. And then, and then after that, they. Uh, this is the scary part. After they become a police officer, it takes them five years to go ahead and jump from that seventy-four thousand to eleven thousand. Because I want to be really clear about this, uh, concise. Eleven thousand six hundred and fifty-seven dollars a month. Really. That's what they make in five years. That's as much as a doctor, some doctors. Yeah. And then if you multiply that by 12, you get a very tidy sum of 140000 a year. 
Yeah. Which is really good when you're 26 years old. Right, right. If you're 26 years old, make it $140,000 and you got all the power of God. Think about that. How often does God kill people? Not that often. <laughs> but these kids who are 26, 27 years old are getting paid $140,000 to literally get away with murder if they decide that's what they want to do. That's an awesome power to give somebody. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and it's an awesome power to give somebody who doesn't have any education. Think about this. In, I think it was Missouri. No, North Carolina. And I'm going to tie, because I, I, the thing is like this. Abortions mm -hmm. and police, our, our ideas of abortions go hand in hand with our ideas with policing. Think sure. about this. It is not a crime for a doctor to, you know, because you know how North Carolina has that law that, you know, you could deliver a baby, a, 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 you know, like abort a baby at like nine months or some crap like that or yeah. something like that. You know, like they, yeah. North Carolina has one of those crazy pro-abortion laws. Mm -hmm. So the... Um, they were trying to pass this law, like, you know, they, um, they were trying to veto the law. So the, the governor vetoed the aspect that if you're a doctor or a nurse mm -hmm. and you don't try to revive the baby who survives an abortion, yeah, <laughs> because it happens, you do an abortion and sometimes the baby is delivered and the baby's still alive. Oh man, yeah, we no, talked about this. Yeah, yeah, it does happen. It does happen. Thing. It happens more often sure. than not. And you know, because it's hard to kill a baby that's trying to live and uh fighting and, to live actually, which is Yeah, no, but and if if you believe like I'm actually starting to believe that it's actually possible how Jesus was conceived and uh, if if that's true, then that fight in every baby is real. And that's why those because it's medically it's like I can't even explain it like and i don't think any doctor can explain how a baby survives an abortion attempt right the only thing i can think of like makes sense to me is like it's the same thing but the conception of yeah Jesus. it's something special about those babies you know what i mean and, and like it kind of scares me when i really think about it. it's like man if we don't do something we're gonna all burn <laughs> i think the earth is like because you know who knows but anyway i don't want to get talk freaky but but the thing is <laughs> if, yeah. if you know what i mean like this is so crazy but think about this if we don't punish somebody like a doctor their whole job is i will do no harm a nurse it's in their job nursing yeah. you know what i mean it's it's in the word like the little definition of nurse right, right. You have to take care of something so if you're gonna not take care of something that's alive after a failed attempt of killing it, there is something wrong with you as a human. Like mm -hmm. there's like, you have to be a detached person, like a real sociopath because you know, people go, oh, no, that's yeah, psychopath. See a psychopath and a sociopath are two different things. A psychopath, they don't know what they're doing is wrong, but a sociopath knows that it's wrong and they do it anyway. Right. And, uh, and see, and those like sociopaths are very, are much more dangerous than a psychopath 
So if you're a doctor, if you are a nurse, and you're not going to take care of that person who literally survived your attempted murder attempt, murder attempt yeah. yeah, yeah, that's insane. And guess what? They passed it in North Carolina. They try, like you know, I'll give them credit. Sixty-seven senators voted to criminalize that type of behavior, but 53 voted against it. So it wasn't enough to override the governor's veto. So at least they tried, but come on. If we can approve something like that, because think about that. That is like, that's, if you want to know heinous, that's heinous. I'm going to try to kill a baby. And guess what? I was unsuccessful. The baby's born you know, and it's in theory, it's a viable baby. That viable baby deserves care. How can you not take care of that baby? So if that's our attitude, just let something that went through an attempted murder, you know, just die on its own without any help. That is cruel. And like, it is yeah. one of the most cruelest inhumane. things. Yeah. It's, 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 and like it's 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 even inhumane. I mean, that's a you know very good word, but yeah. it has to be like amplified by ten. Because that thing that's is now alive, and now you're just letting it die, like without. Yeah, taking care and of that's it. our attitude about life and death. So we give the power to kill to our police officers. They're not highly trained. They're not highly educated, but yet we give them the power to go ahead and just kill people like the way we allow these doctors to kill innocent babies. It's the same thing. So this guy will see it now. And it's interesting because you talked about something in earlier episodes about how the police force needs to be cut back. And, you know, there, we, we support our cops to a degree, but the, the thing is, at least from what conservatives will say, but what they don't know from your perspective, especially from that, street mentality is that the contemporary form of a bigger police force as sanctioned by the mayor by the city a big thing is in itself a progressive concept because prior to that when it was like local government like small town in the old wild west right it was civil it's like civilian sort of kind of like vigilantism like being a vigilante and, and and rallying with the sheriff. Like the sheriff was not like he police guy. It was just like a dude who was like he was ordained by maybe the the, the town, right? To to look out for people. And and you had um you had maybe I'm wrong with this, but you had like deputies. You had people yeah. that were, were like just regular average Joe's like the bartender would could grab his 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 gun after dark with the sheriff and go investigate somebody, right? It wasn't yeah. like, hey, your job is a police officer to protect and serve because now it's this socialist type group thing ordained by the city where you follow their standards of conduct. You follow this and almost the original intent of keeping your community safe is no longer relevant because now it's more political than it is anything else. Right. But you want to know what's crazy back in the wild West, the murder rate was like 25 to 30 per hundred thousand, which is extremely high. That's higher right. than yeah. most. But believe it or not, the number one crime was domestic violence. Like all those deaths were caused from domestic violence. And uh, usually what the sheriff would do would be, hey, look, man, go talk to your, you know, pastor, rabbi, whoever, you know, whoever the spiritual leader was. 
And that was their punishment was, you know, hey, look, go to church and da-da-da-da-da, stop beating your wife. And, and that's, that's what they used to do in the old days. And uh, so, you know, um, that, that tangent is actually a, a pretty good tangent because then it goes back to Guam. In Guam, they have zero abortions because they just don't believe in it. And the thing is like this, if our leaders, and I, always, I hate to say this because this really wasn't about being Christian, <laughs> but it's hard to separate the two because like the parallels are undeniable. Why is it that there's no abortion doctors in Guam when it's totally legal and everybody's a Democrat? All the elected politicians in Guam, not all of them, but a good majority of them are all Democrat, the governor, lieutenant governor, they're, you know, congressperson, they're all Democrats. Yet, none of them are abortion doctors. None of them can find any abortion doctors because the people don't want it. And that's my point. If you really are a conservative person, you would honestly believe in self-policing. Right. You, want, you yeah. would self-police. Because, man, like, it really gets me upset that, that they couldn't override that bill in North Carolina. But but see, you're right. You're right. And I need to introduce a new idea because you gave me an epiphany. This is why I like these talks because one thing will snowball into another. That's why we can see how rampant progressivism has leached into our society when even conservatives in their own sort of side can't police each other. That's how yeah. you know that collective mindset is so deeply seated and you have progressive conservatives because here's the thing. I could disagree like with you all day long, right? And and that's the thing. That's a good thing. We do disagree on a couple of things. We always like, oh, I don't think that's the thing. <laughs> but but in, in conservatism, people also want that in the right with Republicans, with kind of a collectivist mindset. That's why Turning Point has a black leadership summit or a, a young ladies one or a Latino one. It's just like it's, you're playing identity politics, right? So I have to tie it into that because um, self-policing only seems to be okay when people agree with you. You see, then that's stupid, right? Yeah. It kind of defeats the purpose, but you're right. You're right about the whole... Uh... Well, I mean, because my thing is like this. I, you know, and, and, and this is coming from... Because I don't want people thinking, oh, you're just a, a Christian. You know, you're just pretending to be an atheist and not a Christian, but no, 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 no. I, I want to put that notion to bed real quick. Because like I said yesterday, until people start like, until I can find people who honest believe in time travel and things like that, then I'll, I'll believe in your church. But most people don't believe it's true or even possible yet. Somehow, some way it's in the Bible. And a lot of our science and math comes from the Bible. But anyway, um, the thing is like this, the reason why mm -hmm. I honestly have to tell everybody and you know this actually comes from the streets too because i remember <laughs> there was a few dudes that yeah. you never want to cross and and you know and, and i hate to say this but like you're always in constant fear mm -hmm. of always getting your ass beat or something like that and and i always thought to myself if i ever get in if these dudes ever catch me I'm just going to, hey, look, man, like, I'm just going to do my best to quote Bible verses and, and, and let these guys, you know, you know, find mercy. Because, right. you know, the one thing I'll, I'll say, almost 
everybody in the streets believes in God in some form or another. They just don't go to church or, you know, they're just they're not, they're not practicing the morals or whatever. Yeah, but they know it. So I know deep down inside they have that mercy in them. And you can always appeal to that. And, uh, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Because I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, and, and yeah. So, uh, so I, I know it works. You know, so I know appealing to people based on Christian philosophies actually does work. Right. And it's because I've seen it. I've seen it, you know, growing up in the streets and, and people always say, it's like, you know, God must be, and I've seen dudes not pull the trigger and say, God must be on your side today. And, and they just put their guns away or they don't, you know, they like, God, I, I believe like every, okay. So out of all the serious situations I've seen that led to great violence, about 70% of them, did not really go as bad as it could have because the guys always said something about God. And that's an incredible stat when you really think about it. Yeah. But again, this is just from my life. And, but it's the truth. It's like, you'd be shocked at how so many like really, really bad men would just say something like, you know what? God must be on your side today. Or, you know, or, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, you better go home and pray because, you know, something, you know, divine saved your life. And, uh, but it goes back to this policing stuff. Yeah. And, and it's, it fits in beautifully with the Bible because we were not meant to have executioners. We have judges. <laughs> but that's what we have now. <laughs> that, that, that video I sent you of that, that Baptist pastor that I follow that's actually out in this area and how he said he doesn't believe in prisons and the Bible actually says that prisons are unbiblical yeah (laughs) i believe that if if it fits in even if i hadn't sent you that i think we would have come to the same conclusions we would have like it's just (laughs) you know what i mean but remember even before you sent that thing i told you prisons are bad yeah and and then i saw that i'm like wow you were right actually because i i went and looked it up it wasn't supposed to be like that here's the thing we weren't even supposed to have kings. Did you know that? That whole aspect of we were kings and we wanted a king to rule over our tribes and everything. God never wanted that. He says in plain as day, you were supposed to be ruled by the judges, civil governorship amongst people, amongst your tribes. You know why? Not because it's what I said. It's how you guys are. It's the best way to live. I'm God. I know what the best way to govern you guys is. But y'all keep disobeying, so get it. You know, I'm gonna ordain you a king then. And guess what happened? The Israel and Judah in the Bible had three kings, right? Every king after David and Solomon, all bad, all evil, wicked, all the crazy amount of like evil that went on. Because that's just, you know, why? It's human nature. It's just we're not supposed to have kings. We're not. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's the truth. And with police officers, you grant them that power to be able to police you in a way that gives them literally a life or death advantage over you. What you know, but, but putting it to how you just said it, they are our civil judges. And how in the hell do we make our civil judges so poorly educated? It's almost like there are judges and they're poorly educated, but it's not like before every cop pulls the trigger on a gun, there's like a, a, a group, like a jury, right? Like a group of people going, hey, wait a minute. Okay, don't do it. He, he's fine. You know what I mean? We don't have that because the, the actions for the consequences of so-called crime or bad behavior are 
literally in the blink of an eye, less than that, because that's all it takes to pull the trigger, right? It's like you gave him his eternal punishment or whatever, which is screwed up if you think about it now, right? Like if you're, a, that's why I can't kill. That's why I look at it. I'm like, man, that's it. You put the lights out and that's it. And you walk away free and you're going to allow this guy to keep on going and yeah. carry a well, gun? This guy's got 12 and a half years. Mohammed Noor got 12 and a half years, but. I mean, she's dead. She's yeah. dead. No, and, but yeah, and she's dead calling for help. See, that's the ironic thing is like man oh she- i know now that i had a chance to kind of look through it now that i'm bursting i think our listeners are following along i'm like this is a messed up situation and the worst part of it all is progressives don't want to shine a bigger light on this they keep talking and, and this is the, actually a perfect black lives matter propaganda piece but the reason why you don't see more coverage on this was because today's what june and this was the guy was convicted like today or this week or whatever. The reason you don't see progressives going, yeah, screw cops and all that. Why? Because he's Muslim. So yep. already they're just like, oh, well, we can't have that on the cover of <laughs> Rachel Maddow on CNN. <laughs> it looks bad. Is, you know, and, and, and that's exactly what they do. They and she's a pretty white lady, too. That, that, oh, that, man. That, dude, that's the funny thing. That's, I well, I, I mean, there, there is nothing, there is nothing particularly redeeming about this story. It's very sad. It's very gruesome. But progressives will selectively pick out things. And, and you know what? You just gave me another epiphany. Why do you think they love it? They celebrate. They go out and protest in the streets, which is another way of celebrating when a cop shoots a black guy. And they won't do it when a cop goes out and shoots a white guy. It's ironic, but in a weird way, you want cops to be the bad guys. So you want them to continue their racism by killing black people. Isn't it amazing how it all fits together when you look yeah, at it? Because Black Lives Matter is not a protest movement. They celebrate. You got Beyonce at the Super Bowl sporting all that gear and going, Black Lives Matter. And the only time, the only time Black Lives Matter comes together is when a cop shoots a black person and everybody celebrates because another black person is dead. But when a black person kills another black person in the hood, where's Black Lives Matter on that? See, isn't it ironic? But also, if you, but the thing is, people can't think for themselves. So they can't come to that conclusion and go, oh, well, hold on. Why is everyone celebrating when a black guy gets shot by a cop? Because progressives are racist. Yep. And a lot of these people are so brainwashed that they can't think. They really can't. And when a black guy kills another black guy, we're like, eh, yeah, that's what, but that that's, it's so clear in the face, but. <laughs> no, but, is, but that's just how it is. If you just look at everybody's minimum requirements, you'll see low education, you know, minimum age of 21. And now that everybody's smoking weed and it's legal, their brains have been really destroyed. See, I'm not against police. I'm all for police getting their money, but only after they have like a master's degrees and a lot of training. Like they have to have a lot of physical weightlifting. Like they have to be like, honestly, the minimum requirements to be like this. You have to be able to bench 300 pounds. Yeah. You have to be able to squat like 750. Yeah. You know can, what I, I mean? can, I, can I ask you an honest question? Do you think yeah. women should be cops? If they could squat 750 and bench 300 pounds, yeah, why not? But only if they can bench 300 pounds and squat 750. Because, like, I knew in my heyday I could squat, like, way over 1,000. And, and 
as a woman well, you're a track me. athlete just like college football <laughs> players are squatting like half a ton literally yeah, no but the, it's the truth because the truth, but yeah. the thing is so 750 you know like a woman is maybe 75 percent you know like the i don't know maybe so they should be able to bench 300 and squat 750 <laughs> i was watching the the college uh track and field last night and i was thinking oh my god these women are slow like i was watching the model relays and I'm thinking the best in colleges weren't even close to us in high school. You know, like uh, our high school times were like way superior to than their college times. And I'm thinking, oh my God. So yeah, no, no, no. If a woman can bench 300 and squat 750, no, they can't be cops. It's just how it goes. And I well, think those should- you, you basically, for men and women, just narrowed it down to a very select group of particularly women. Because, uh, come on, an average woman cannot squat. Well, actually, some of them can, but they can't bench 300. It's just, yeah, you, like, come on, an average. Uh, but no, because if the average guy can bench about 300. If they really? train. Come on. Come on. You know, there was like three dudes. And who were weighed like about because okay so the guy okay, if has, you if you're like six feet tall you weigh 185 to 200 pounds then yes no, no 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 i'm not kidding you his name was keith wright uh, maybe i never shouldn't say his name but keith <laughs> I his name. no but keith was like five four and he was um i don't know like 120 pounds or something like that 125 he in high school at my high school, he set the, the record at 315, but there was other, like, there was a competition, you know, like, all the, the divisions, yeah. right? So, in his weight class, there was three dudes that were benching over 300 pounds, and they were tiny little dudes. You yeah, know I, what I mean? Yeah, I can believe that, yeah. And, 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 but, you know, but the heavyweights in high school, they were going over 500 pounds. I think Pele got, like, 520 or something like that. <laughs> Obviously, they're all Samoan because, you know, where I went to school, there was a lot of Samoans, but all the Samoans were benching over 500 pounds and uh, at the heavyweight division, you know, and, and come on, you know what I mean? 300 for high schoolers, come on, you know, 300 is, is a pretty, if you work at it all the time, you should be able to hit 300 pounds. It's not even three plates. It's just two plates and, and uh, maybe 35, you know, what, so three plates, is what average people do when they work out every day. Every guy should be able to do three plates if they work out all the time. So a little bit below average is 300. I guarantee you this. Even Andre Agassi. Then if that's the case, men have gotten a lot weaker over the years. (laughs) Well, that's my point, I think. But that's why they got to work at it. You know, guys know how to run marathons and marathons after marathon. Like everybody's doing 5Ks, 10Ks. It's a crazy phenomenon. Nobody used to be able to run. But now everybody runs, but nobody lifts weights. And it's crazy. But anyway. Let's take it back to to, to cops. Because, like, yeah. I think that that makes so much sense. Why they are what they are. Look, if you got to save someone's life, you better be able to bust that windshield. Just kick it. Break it. Get the people out of the cars. You know what I mean? Just pull that thing open. It's funny how with cops, we talk about this, right? And there's only a real strong particular animosity towards cops, primarily because of firearms. In my opinion, and this is just a theory here, feel free to disagree if not. Even become, did you know that becoming a fireman is far more selective than becoming a cop? But the funny yeah. thing is all the functions 
that a fireman would have to do and be aware of, a cop should be able to do too. So why don't we just arm firemen? Why don't we just have these, what I'm trying to say is, why don't we have people who are EMTs, emergency responders, people who are also there to protect people be like one unit? But that's Well, I'll tell you, in Sunnyvale, that actually happens. So the, in Sunnyvale, the police officers are the firemen. So like six months, they work in the fire station. Six months, they oh, work nice. in the car. But so see, that, that's, that's different, though. Do you know how hard it is to be a firefighter? Yeah, it's, yeah. you need education, and you got to have a lot of physical, yeah. like, see, they do that. Like, you know, to be a firefighter, I mean, they lowered the requirements for women. But in the old days, you had to carry over 300 pounds up, like, four or five flights of steps. Yeah, I think they dropped like a hundred something, and I'm thinking, yeah, if a fat person is gonna take two of you guys to carry a fat fuck up and down the stairs, you know yeah. what I mean? It's right. just how it works, and you can't have that because people are fat. You know, you gotta, you know, look. There's a lot of dudes that are 250, 260, and you gotta be able to carry that dude up and down the stairs because you're not taking the elevator in a fire. <laughs> you're just not. You're taking the stairs. The stairs yeah. So, so no, if but you have to right. go up 20 flights of stairs to rescue people and carry them out. Like, See, but check this out. This goes back to why I'm telling you. See, you would make a very good politician because why very few people in this country understand that firefighters should be the ones carrying guns. I was thinking, I had that thought like a couple months ago when we first started talking. I'm like, because I know a buddy of mine actually who's in my church, right? He's actually going through the firefighter he's, he wants to be a firefighter right did you know he told me that he took his exam it could be up till six months to a year before he even hears back and if he's selected he has to go through like we're talking like short of the military that style of training like we're yeah. talking high level training i'm thinking like you don't get paid nearly enough probably not as much as a cop you probably get paid less than a cop and you got to be available when emergencies come up, like think about the odd hours of a firefighter. To dangerous yeah, I'm just like, crazy. why don't we arm firefighters? I mean, so what you're saying is, is true, but that's my solution here is like, if you train your cops the way you train a firefighter, because dude, you, you think about this for a second. We're regular people. I am not going to run into a fire. I'm not like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that for a second. They're trained. Yeah. They got protective gear. But dude, the building could come down on you. Like, think yep. about that for a second. Cops are just like, ah, oh, some some white girl's approaching my car, so I'm a shooter because I'm worried, right? Dude, and I'm insane. thinking, some white I'm girls approach like, me. I'm like, what's up, baby? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll be a victim of an ambush. But what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> firefighters, think about what it takes, right? You're wearing all that, and you're running up a flight of stairs of a building that's literally on fire and could collapse at any second. And we're talking if it collapses. Not only do I people in the done. building die, you're buried under like 25, 100 tons of concrete. And that's a horrible way to go. It's a horrible way to go. So wouldn't it make sense? Like, this is my question to everybody out there. I right? was thinking like, oh, screw cops. Hey, what are we doing about the police force? If we trained cops or just had a force in our towns, right? Very, very local. And, and, and also probably more civilian governed, right? Where it's like we train people with a standard kind of like how the NRA has all these like different instructors and they actually, you can actually get trained to be an NRA instructor, but in a similar fashion, like that trade thing you were talking about, right? But do it for what I would think of as being 
public, basically a public servants. But these guys are like the National Guard where they're, they, they, they come when fires are, when there's a robbery, these firemen can basically pull out their guns if they need to. They're just like, they're just people protectors. They're vigilant, you know? Yeah. That's what we need. And then the, you take the politics out of the equation. Too. Well, not just that, but think about it. Firefighters are willing to risk their life to save others. That's who should be our police officers. The because people. they're not scared. See, it yeah. goes back to that. Police officers shoot. Why? Because you're scared. It, well, okay, you don't know so here's the other thing about a firefighter. A firefighter has more life experiences to determine when a dangerous situation is happening because they get to see people at their worst and their best. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Good because point. they they go out to calls similar to cops, like for domestic violence. They, you know, if the woman's, you know, greatly battered, they're going to provide. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see a fire truck there. You yeah. And, and it's truck. just, it's just like, they got a lot of good life experiences. They know how to talk down people. You know, they respond to a lot of medical emergencies that are actually psychiatric emergencies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And oh no, but that's see, but I'm telling you now, those are great solutions. Then it goes back to like my awe. I was like, see, dude, like when I was your age, all I cared about was getting laid. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, how am I gonna make this money and da 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 like survival. Well, I, I do think about how am I gonna make this money? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, but see, but that's the point. Yeah, but see, my See, your motives are different than mine. You wanted to make money for like the betterment of whatever, but I was just thinking about my penis. <laughs> you know, but it's amazing though. But see, that's the difference. You know, we might have grew up like lifting weights and trying to be all strong or crazy things, but at least I think the younger generation is more, you know, at least you could see it going back to conservative thought. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I don't think. It'd be it's not hard. me. It, uh, there's a bunch of people like me. See, but then I, the only people I see are like Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens and people like that. But I'm because but they, so they have to be they have to be Bible believing Christians. Well, see, you got to be smart. Why, too. You got to be smart. Right? I want to say why you know because people always ask well, as an atheist why do you always go with those Christians? I was like because they're the only ones who could honestly provide safety and security. I said, because when you're homeless, you really need stability. Yeah. The only thing that's stable, the most stable help you can get as a homeless dude is through Christian people who honestly believe in the Bible. Not though, because there's a lot of Christians that will take advantage of you. Yeah. <laughs> Not like pimps. You yeah. know, they might believe in God and they have the other. They, they, they might use that too to manipulate you. And it's just, yeah, no, but that's the right. whole point. It ain't but right. See, but, but that's why a lot of the times, but think about it. If 70% of the time with these pimps and, and just badass thugs would have mercy on you, think about the other 30% of the time when they did it, just get the crap out of you. You know what I mean? Or, or kill you. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not real Christianity. I mean, but you know, what the hell? But it's still the closest thing to stability on the streets that you'll ever see because if it's just like, you know, how many Jews that I run into? A ton because they owned a lot of the markets. They owned the pawn shops. Do you know what I mean? They didn't give a crap about us. You know what I mean? And not to say anything like racist, but it's the truth. Like the Jews owned everything growing up. All the pawn shops, 
all the jewelry stores. Because at the time, there was all no the car. banks. Yeah. Well, the well, he never get into a bank. I mean, you know, the, the security guard just stopped you before that happened. But think about it. Before the Koreans came in and the Chinese came in, it was all owned by Jews. And they were the least helpful people on the planet. They didn't even get work from them. You know what I mean? But if he, it, the only guys that were hiring were the people at St. Vincent de Paul or Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. They, Goodwill. Because they, they yeah. have those, like, you know, like the Goodwill stores. Like, in order to work at Goodwill, you got to be retarded. But, but, or some drug addict. Goodwill kind of sucked. But, uh, but, but at least, at Army, least they're giving those people jobs. Yeah, they get, no, but if you're like a regular dude, you know, like yeah. homeless or whatever, you have to go to St. Vincent de Paul or Salvation Army and work at those stores or, you know, it's like Goodwill, but. Yeah. Know, but back to, yeah. back to that point, I think that that, this story is unfortunate with this Mohammed Noir guy, right? And you're right. You're right about the education. And unfortunately, like, what conservative, this is where the independent thought needs to come in for our listeners because conservatives now on the right, at least the ones that are talking heads, will say, well, because progressives hate cops, we love our cops. And I, it's not that I don't love or hate cops. I have an, just an affinity towards people who actually want to protect others. But the problem is what you're saying, which is true, where it's become very politicized. We're good cops, like actual good cops who will come out and talk are just like, I can't do anything about it. Like if I don't meet my quota, I'm screwed. Like if I don't, yeah. They are revenue. Col- See, this is why. Okay. So gosh, darn it. Like if we I have- don't collect enough traffic tickets. No, but see, this is why we got to do a second part, because I wanted to get into, you know, who should be our cops? Yeah. What should, and that's why I, was, I, I tried to bring it up earlier, but we sidetracked. But like, what are the requirements to be a real honest to God pastor? I was hoping like they have degrees because there's this one dude. Um, he's a mega church dude. Uh, I don't really know much about him, but Joel I want Osteen. No, no, no. From his uh, Jubilee Christian Center, uh, Dr. Dick Burnell. Okay. And uh, so he's a real PhD, but he's one of those guys that believes in Benny Hinn. <laughs> you know, the dude that, I don't know if you know who Benny Hinn is, but he's that dude that knocks people out with his jacket. <laughs> Just like, you're healed. And, oh, <laughs> but anyway... But I wanted to get into that, but we can get it because I know it's one o'clock. It's getting close to one. But I wanted to get who should be our police officers. And you touched it. It should be people like firefighters who have that. But I believe, honest believe, that it should be people who also are trained in Christian philosophies. Because you have to have a certain type of mercy that's honest and genuine. Yeah. And that's the thing because, you know, something about Christian people that are like, like like my Christian parents, you know what I mean? Like those should be police officers. Yeah. Physically strong people, but they have mercy on people at the same time. Like they're not going to collect revenue because remember we were talking about that. Our cops are revenue collecting people. That's all they are. Our mayors, you know, city council, they control our police departments. So what do they tell them to do? All of these politicians are godless. So what do they make them do? They make them into a type of tax collector. But instead of calling it taxes, they call them penalties. You committed a crime against the state, so therefore you are. But they're just revenue collectors, right. and that's wrong. Yeah, you. Part that's them, why we, there are some cops that are literally just that, tax collectors. And even in the yeah. Bible, 
when Jesus drove out the tax collectors from the temple, dude, it all fits. And the funny thing is those people, like some of these traffic cops, right? Literally sometimes, and, and it sucks for them, but like their job is to basically go and dock other people for parking in a red zone. Like, it's just like, that's what yeah. you do. You just, you know, like I talked to the Samoan uh, ticket collector uh, and, and I, and I, you know, but he didn't give tickets to the entire block because he goes, dude, I, I understand what you're saying. And I could relate. And I said, like, yeah, man, we're all, we're all struggling. And, so, you know, you know how the way I know that there are exceptions in certain neighborhoods, because I used to live in the hood. I know this for a fact. When I lived for two years off of Fruitvale, there's a particular street of mine where you can literally double park. And when I say double park, I don't mean two parking spaces, but cars would be parked next to each other. <laughs> and, and that's how you know it's ghetto. That's how you know where you're at is ghetto is when cars park. Haven't you ever gone there, Logan? Yeah, I know, but it's funny because it's true. <laughs> right. There's this place where, like, literally where I lived, and you can ask anybody who used to know where I lived, was up on 22nd near Fruitvale, and cars overnight. This was all red zone because it was a waste area. So all yeah. red zones and cars would not double park, like, park next week. They would yeah, park. Fruitvale is no side. joke either, man. That's how yeah. I know. No, and that's see, that's how I know because I lived in a low income neighborhood for two years, and I'm yeah, like, low income. And I, I literally once parked next to a fire hydrant. I did that every single day for like six months, no ticket, because yeah. there's certain places where you can just get away with it. Like cops don't come here, and if they do, they don't care. They got yeah. literally there was a cop that was investigating that area. Uh, for a robbery or something <laughs> happened literally right next to my house right and also a couple things here all illegal people i know that for a fact because i asked them yeah. and the second thing here too um i parked in a sort of like a red zone next to a fire hydrant you're not supposed to do that they don't care i'm not condoning but i'm what i'm trying to say is i, know, but I get it in those they neighborhoods you can get away with it in those neighborhoods yeah people no, have their cars propped up on cinder blocks you know it's really ghetto. like you know you're yeah, in the ghetto when their cars propped up on a cinder block like that's no, ghetto. They, like it's why just, why don't they care and that's the thing i'm telling you now see it's a bad thing that those people don't care because if a fire really happened jesus you can't yeah, yeah. Can't, there's nothing you can do, but but the but the difference from those kind of cops and the cop that I talked to, you know, why I was able to talk to that dude. Oh, he's Hawaiian, but uh, because he was walking around with that little gold chain, he had a little cross on it. Ah. Yeah, so every time I see him, I was like, nah, don't worry, you know, these guys too. It's like, I gotta get this dude a ticket because it's more than eight. My whole foot can go in here. He's so parked out in the street, I gotta give him a ticket, and he's like. Is I'm not being a you know D-I-C-K. but I'm like no 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 I just I just hey you do your job I said as long as you're cool and give us a chance to fix our mistakes that's all I'm asking and they go, yeah, no, don't worry man I have been in your shoes before I used to live around here and uh, and I'm thinking yeah whatever you know <laughs> it's like your job is still not honorable yeah <laughs> but you know in in closing like that that's my thought I really think that like that because that right there tells me everything like dude. People don't think about this stuff, right? But it's like to to have the balls to run into a burning building. It, it like you you if you weren't a firefighter, that's called insanity. That's literally yeah. the definition of insanity. A burning building is no joke. People think, ah, oh, casually, that's what firefighters do. These guys do it probably like five, six times a week. It's like, yeah, another day at the office. Literally, no, but you see, can but die. They have this thing inside of them where they have to protect people. 
You, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's and uh, yeah, that's another reason why. But that's the thing is burning buildings. Like I gotta say that I'm like, you guys have to think for a second. Think about what firefighters do. It's like, you get a call, right? Oh yeah, that whole big building's on fire. That crane's about to collapse, and we're gonna have to run in there, run into the blazing flames, and save people. That's the definition of insanity. But they do it. <laughs> See, that's the, the takeaway I want our listeners to have. Those are the people that need to be cops. Those are the people that really need to be actual folks who are responsible for the upkeep, right? Of not just yeah. safety, but people. Because here's the thing, dude. If you can run into a burning building, you can handle a gun. If you can decide, you know, good or bad or dangerous situations based on running into burning buildings in your training, you can protect the community. You can. You have all the skills needed for the upkeep of a functional, it's not going to be crime-free, but the way things get dealt with are going to be better. You're not going to have all these accidental killings like this guy who just shot this white lady yeah, for her exactly. calling 911. Like, it's just, you know. Well, see, but that's the thing. It's like, people really got to start thinking. See, because, you know, I am not anti-cop. I am anti-dumb cop. I want all our cops <laughs> to be highly educated. Yeah. You know, and do we need cops? Well, of course we do, just like we need judges. But I but our cops really do act as judges. This dude executed a lady because we gave him the power to kill and be a judge. And uh just like we give the power to doctors to just rip out babies and kill them, and not even even after the first time you try to kill somebody, because you know, like Think about it. the worst people on the streets. If they see somebody dying, they'll try to help you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's Even, like, you know yeah. what? Oh, man, I made a mistake. Let me try to help you. But, man, can't imagine that. But that's our mentality. We give people the power to kill and just kill brutally with no thought, no remorse. And that's what our cops are. They're the equivalent of these abortion doctors who are allowed to just look the other way when they botch a killing and can you imagine that surviving like like they said that white girl i forgot her name but the one the the victim of muhammad noor's uh killing yeah, justine um she said i'm dying she knew she was dying she was clutching her stomach and her last words were i'm dying yeah. because yeah, she she died 20 minutes later she didn't die ah. like oh man you know what I mean? That's a long time. Like, imagine that 20 minutes. Our, our... I can imagine, like, if he shot her, right, and she's down, he probably sat in his car for a while before someone else showed up. I mean, I'm being presumptuous here. but like... No, 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 but you, you know you're right because he sat there. His, his, okay, his video cameras were off. So after he shot her, he was like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? Sat there, and then he turned on his recorder, so – you know, because he knew he had to turn her. They're supposed to wear body cams in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't have his on. What a messed up situation. I know. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. But do you have any quick final thoughts before we wrap this up? Because our listeners have short attention spans. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Look, I just like I said before, I just believe, you know, I'm not anti-cop. I'm just anti-dumb cop. Our cops really need to have higher education, more life experiences, I think there should be a minimum age. The minimum age should be like 25, 26 when you join the academy, you know? Yeah. Kind of like sex. It's just not something young people should be doing. You should <laughs> get some life experiences so that way you know how to talk to people, assess things properly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, and I think they should get more money. 
because uh, in theory, they should put themselves in a dangerous situations to help and protect people. Yeah. Just like a firefighter, you know, and, and, but it does require a lot more education, a lot more training. And, uh, but at the same time, I, I honestly, I'm starting to believe that these guys also should have some type of ethics aspect, but like based on Christian values, you know, but it doesn't have to be like Bible study, but something similar mm -hmm. to that about, Hey, look, you know, you have to understand turning the other cheek and, and the whole thing about, you know, just a lot of things that they should understand. And, uh, but anyway, that's basically it. That that's, uh, you know, yeah. no, well said, well said. I think this was a good productive dialogue and I hope this got you guys thinking. I appreciate you guys listening and we will see you all soon in the next episode of the American Maiden Pate show. Take care guys. <laughs>